Veronica has her sword, Tom has his laser, and I have my mind. And a mind needs books and this podcast as a sword needs a whetstone if it's to keep its edge. Go to patreon.com slash sword and laser to pledge support and sharpen your mind. everyone. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring So you... much more. Every time you interrupt me, it really messes up my flow, man. You I just got gotta this, barrel got... on. Uh, it's like right. a background singer just going doo-wop, and you're singing the main Doo-bee-bop. melody. Yeah. Doo-bop. That's me. I'm doo-wopping. Do- okay, you want to doo-wop? For... Let's start over, and you doo-wop in the background. All right. Are you ready? You start doo-wopping, and I'll bring it in. I'll come in. Here we go. And doo-wop. Doo-wop-a-doo-wop-a-doo. You know, this is a little more down-tempo <laughs> than I was expecting. I was expecting a little more upbeat, like a doo-wee-wop, doo-wop, shoo-bee-wop. Can you oh, do you it more like a that? Shoo-bee-wop. A shoo-bee-wop. Oh, you can play you in a shoo-bee-wop. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay. I can do that. Are right, you ready? And go. Doo-bee-wop, shoo-bee-wop, doo-bee-wop. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. (laughs) Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews. interviews. News from the world of science fiction and fantasy. (laughs) Awesome discussions from fans just like you. you. Wow, that was wow. probably um, that was a, hi. hi, hi everybody. Hey everybody. Hey, if you've ever wondered, hey, if I up my Patreon to that monthly silliness level, what kind of stuff would I get? <laughs> uh, yeah, we should not uh, quit our day jobs, our, our no. podcast day jobs. We shouldn't even quit this side job no, here. This side job. <laughs> that that pays for itself sometimes. Um, hey guys, uh, I hope you're having a great week. Uh, this is Sword and Laser, and and we usually kick things off with a "What are we drinking?" segment. Um, Tom, we didn't fill this out. Are, do you have a beverage with you? I don't. Oh. I'm drinking air. It's empty. Everything well, is empty. You need that me. to live, so that's good. Yes. Tom's drinking air. I'll put that in the show notes. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a bullet rye. Tippity tap. Type that rye. in. Tippity tap. All right. um, yeah, I, I I got home from work and I knew we had to do this show and I had about an hour to kill because I knew you were recording another podcast. Is that right? You were you were cheating on us with another podcast. Is Not that cheating? Is it's that how let's it, talk about Star Wars, where I talk about Star Wars. Oh, so you were definitely that's like same same field. Like people could potentially be listening to Let's Talk About Star Wars instead of Sword and Laser. No, you you would listen to it in addition to Sword and Laser. There's so many ear hours, Tom. Well, you should okay, well, anyway, have that's more beside ears. the point. I had an hour to kill, so I started playing Civilization VI, which uh, let, lets me feel like I have some control over my own destiny in in some manner. And yeah. uh, and I started so drinking good. a nice bullet rye, and it was a pleasant way to to kill the time before uh, we got here tonight. That's so funny. Do you know why that's so funny? No, I literally have no idea. as soon as I'm done with this show, because I couldn't do it before, I'm going to go pour myself a bullet, not rye, and play Civilization. <gasps> oh my God, we could play against each other. Well, we should, yeah. <gasps> We've never done that before. No, I know. We should totally do that. I'm bad. I'm pretty bad. I'm really bad at Civ 6. I was great at Civ. 
I was pretty good at Civ 2. I get worse every generation of I this felt game. like I was pretty good at 4. I was okay at 4. I got I was not as good. Civ 2 was probably my peak, honestly. Beyond Earth, I was garbage. Oh, garbage. Alpha, did you ever play Alpha Centauri? No. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, really that, this is not a video gaming show. Uh let's let's jump into the quick burns. Let's do. So, Legendary Pictures, and I know it's not a movie show either, but they have acquired Frank Herbert's classic sci-fi novel, Dune, uh, which gives them the right to make movies and television shows. Now, again, this doesn't mean they are going to do those. It doesn't mean they have projects to do those, but it would give Legendary the chance to, uh, you know, start over again (laughs) in the off-world colonies. Yeah, I mean, there's been several adaptations throughout the years. I think probably most famously uh, the one in the the early, the the 1984 David Lynch film, um, which was Bananas. And there were TV attempts, I believe, as well in the the 1970s. Um, And then we heard about this. Wasn't there a recent one, too? Am I wiping that from my memory? Or was uh, there? No, there was a there was a, a BBC sci-fi joint That's uh, of Dune and Children of Dune, which mm. I actually have the DVDs for. They were good. They they were TV, but they were good. Um, and that was kind of the last attempt to do this. Well, I am I I I feel good about Legendary. I I feel like there could be something pretty cool here. Um, so I'm going to keep fingers crossed. We're going to not hold our breath. We're going to hope for the best. And now with modern technology and, and, and you know, graphics. How, how are the graphics? And <laughs> special effects. I think, I think we're, at, we're at a new level now. New level. I think a lot yeah, is possible. I think so, too. And Legendary apparently is looking for a franchise. So could mm-hmm. be worse. Uh, I mean, there's the whole thing about the the Dune in the 70s that you're talking about was uh, them trying. What is that? What is that famous director? The name escapes me now who tried forever to make Dune. And then they ended up just canceling his deal and giving it to David Lynch, who then had problems making Dune and took his name off the picture. It's mm-hmm. It's been kind of a cursed property in film, but maybe legendary pictures can get around that. Maybe just because it's so expansive. What are you typing? I'm typing legendary pictures. Oh, okay. Louis um, says, uh, The Expanse 2 uh, season premiere for... Sorry. <sighs> Bullet Rye, man. Makes it hard for me to talk. Louis says, the Expanse Season 2 premiere date has been announced with teaser. Um, It's going to be February 8, 2017. Not that far off, which I'm really excited about. That that feels closer than I expected it to. It's farther than I want it to be because it's not right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's farther than I expect it to be because last year, remember, we got like four episodes in December if you bought the season pass. You got them ahead of the premiere. But it's close enough that I'm not going to despair. That's good. So this is all about the 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 war that is brewing between Earth, Mars, the colony, and the Belt. And the teaser looks pretty explosive of the crew of the Rosinante, and the fate of Detective Miller, and the strange alien substance whose name I know from reading the books, but won't mention because I can't remember if they actually said it in season one. <laughs> All right. Well, we, no, no spoilers here. We, no. If you haven't seen the first season, it's an excellent show. Go watch show. it. Yeah, people go have read said the books too. 
It's one of the best sci-fi shows in the past 10 years. It's the spiritual successor of Battlestar Galactica. It's like if Battlestar Galactica, the new the new series, and, and Game of Thrones had a delicious sci-fi baby, it would be The Expanse. Yeah, I sometimes shy away from that because I think if you go in expecting Battlestar Galactica, you'll be disappointed because it's not... It's not the same questions of what makes us human. Uh, if you go in, I and disagree. Expect, Do you really think well, that? Because there I is think a question a of, of a question what of makes, that. but it's not the same question. That's a, how why I phrased that the way I phrased it. No. It is not the same question of what makes us human because it's not about androids. It's not about robots and Cylons. There is an essential question of humanity. You're absolutely right. Uh, and 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 how are we similar and how are we different? Even if we're raised in the belt versus Mars versus Earth, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a different question. It's not. It's not that kind of question. It's not a ragtag team on the run. Although you got a ragtag team, it's more Firefly to me in that sense. <laughs> with the Rosinante, the so Game of the Thrones spiritual thing, successor of Firefly. Firefly, Firefly meets Game of Thrones. Battlestar Galactica. Had a delicious sci-fi baby. There's not as many kings either, so... Yeah, I, you know what? Actually, I don't really know where the Game of Thrones thing came from at all. Well, because you have the powers. You have Earth, uh, Mars, and the belt all like trying to manipulate things. There, that aspect of it, the strategic aspect of Game of Thrones is definitely in there, I think. I really like that show. I think they did a great job with it. Which one? All of them. Yeah, okay. All of the shows that I've talked about. Um, I yeah. feel like there is a... okay. If Westworld and Firefly, mm, no, now I'm talking about Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica is like if Westworld and Firefly had a baby? Or adopted a baby? Adopted a baby? And then nurtured it and had an effect on its life? Fostered so a baby? Fostered they were a baby? Really, they were really, they're, I mean, to the baby... That was their mother and father, and they picked up a lot of their attributes through learning, but genetically not really similar. Okay. All right. I think I think we've come to a consensus here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully sci-fi can do the same thing with Stranger in a Strange Land, which apparently it is adapting to a TV series. Okay. I'll probably watch that. I will definitely watch that, but wow, that's a challenge. Uh, it's It's a great novel. Not in any way disparaging the novel, but it is a hard novel to translate. Why? Because I haven't. You know what? I don't think I've read it. So I don't think cerebral. I've read it. Tell me. Uh, tell me so why much, it's difficult. So much of the book is about thought. Is about you know the the other and and what it's like to be someone who's got an entirely different perspective. Okay. It, it, it's about a human who was raised on Mars until early adulthood. Tracks how he changes and affects terrestrial culture. Let me drop. Um, let me drop this bomb on you. Okay. All right. So you said it's too cerebral. And I'm not it's saying too it's too cerebral. In, I'm just saying it's it is too, cerebral. It's too like in the mind. It's it's a little too. It's a like, lot in the mind, right? So Arrival did an incredible job of bingo. Tran- did I just mic drop the mic on your head? Totally. Ouch. My head hurts. So Stop dropping that mic on it. It totally, they did an amazing job translating Story of Your Life by Ted Chiang into a film that was imminently watchable and touching and beautiful. So there's hope in, in the right hands. You know, there a lot can be yeah. done with that kind of content. No word on when the series will arrive or who will be heading it up. So Paramount Television, pick the right people. <laughs> yeah, do it right. <laughs> 
Uh, John Nevitz over on the forum says, one thing I'm not forgetting is that World Builders, the annual fundraiser for Heifer International, is starting up again. It's a great organization to support with many cool potential prizes for donating. Heck, even Veronica has donated prizes in the past. It's going on for a few more weeks, but they are trying to build momentum early to draw greater media attention. So check that out, worldbuilders.org. You get Naomi Novik's League of Dragons is one of the auctions. Actual cartoon title cards from Adventure Time. A Firefly Dictionary and Phrasebook. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's and Anna Waterhouse's Mycroft Holmes novel. <laughs> I have a lot of these already. <laughs> um, this is good stuff. I, I was very thrilled because I think maybe two years ago now, I had got a signed poster um, from uh, of Kevin Her- one of Kevin Hearn's novels um, from the Iron Druid series. This beautiful uh, uh, drawing of the 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 Tree of Life. Um, you, you, you'd grassle, you, you, I can't say the name. It has too many consonants and, and vowels in weird places. Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L. You'd grassle? It's Celtic. I don't sure. know how to say it. Um, yeah. And so there's just a ton of really great things on here. So definitely, definitely check it out. Um, it's, it's a wonderful cause. And, uh, of course, brought to you primarily by um, Patrick Rothfuss and his his cabal of friends and there's a lot of great Pat Rothfuss stuff on there too. Yeah, so definitely. I make mean, sure he does the Tinker's packs all year round, so this this never really ends. But but this is the time of the big push. Totally. Uh, Nokomis.fl. I mean, I call him Strike It Rich when he's writing for uh, Daily Tech News Show, but I guess that username is taken on Goodreads. Oh, really? Uh huh. Little behind the curtain there. So now uh, you're not only stealing ear time with your other shows, but you're also stealing the stealing working listeners. time of our listeners and and making them work for you. Like like okay. You didn't make him work for me. I think okay, I even bought him a whiskey when I oh, saw him nice. at CreateCon. So there. That's nice. That's nice. Belmont. I'm just saying. I mean, if you came to CreateCon, you could have made him too. Mm. I wasn't invited. If you just want you to like 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 so twist that knife invited. in there, you were over invited. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but Nicobus.fl is like, hey, what about the story I submitted? Uh, Analog and Asimov magazines are going bi-monthly. They both currently publish ten issues per year, with eight regular issues and two doubles. Uh, in a forthcoming editorial, Asimov editor Sheila Williams says the magazines will now publish six 208-page mm. double issues per year. I was going to ask because technically, and I'll probably get some some flack on this in, in, in Goodreads, technically, bi-monthly can mean either once every two months or twice per one month. It can mean both things. I thought they were putting two months' worth of something into one month mm, like mm-hmm. they were actually warping time so, so this that could have if meant you that buy they did, an asimov magazine for magazines you experience 60 days worth of experience in one month <laughs> so unfortunately no they're not going to be doing 24 doing. very tiny magazines they're going to be doing six magazines but yes. hefty ones good good solid ones so a 16 page increase over the current double issues and allows them to have the same number of issue months but hold the current subscription prices where they are without okay. having to raise your price good to know 
Steven says, guess who got a role in the new Han Solo movie? Veronica. Spoiler alert, it's not Steven. (laughs) It's the mother of dragons. Uh, The makers of the great Lego movie are in charge, so it has to be good, right? Mm. Yeah, this is, uh, so I try to hold the line and say, look, we're a science fiction and fantasy book club. It would be easy to just start wandering off into the world of talking about comics or movies or television shows. So we try to keep everything in some way related to books. This is stretching my definition because it's Amelia Clark who plays Khaleesi in the television show based on the book Game of Thrones. Uh, but okay, you can't, I know. You can't be telling me there won't be a book version of the Han Solo movie coming out because there will. Well, you know what? There's just there's just a lot of news in this vein right now. I want to see this this Han Solo standalone movie. Like, what do you t- think? Yesterday. What do you think her part's going to be? That's what I'm curious about, because they didn't announce who she will be. Uh, well, like they did when they announced Lando and Han's casting, they just announced that she will be. They say that she's kind of like a side character. So maybe she's not like, a. I mean, she's kind of such a major star, though. Like, she has to be like a a super important character, right? I mean, she has to be a side character in some respect because it's a Han Solo Because she's not Han Solo. So anyone who's not (laughs) Han Solo, including Lando, is a side character. Okay, that's fair. But Um, the fact that after Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover, she's the third to be announced. I mean, I think that means... Do you think she's Han Solo's mom? No, she's too young. Oh, no, no. Don't make her be a mom. Moms don't do well in the Star Wars universe. Do you think she's an early love interest? (laughs) Yeah. Do you think she's just a badass, like, other... That's what I want. I want her to just be, like, not a a love interest, just, like, a cool, badass smuggler friend. Like, maybe there's a, a is she or isn't she love interest... That's never, you know, that's just 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 on the side, kind of like Luke and Leia in the first mm-hmm. movie, except that turned out to be a bad idea because maybe they're brother she's and his actual sister. Maybe oh. she's Han's sister. She's Han's older sister? Could she be Han's older sister? And she shows him the ropes and teaches him to be a smuggler? Yeah. That sounds cool. Oh, I kinda like that. Me yeah. too. Who can I call to make this happen? Is Amelia Gary working Clark. on this? Gary's not working on this, is he? I don't think he is. Too no. bad. And when she drops that name, she means Gary Wood because she's friends with him. I am. Um, but you know what he is doing? He's doing, did we talk about this? He's going to be, he's one of the writers or maybe the writer on the new Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. Guy Ritchie's doing a Sherlock Holmes Yeah, the movie? series. The, oh, the oh Sherlock sorry, Holmes sorry, series. sorry. Yeah, no, the, the Robert Downey Jr. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, that's how I should have. I, I kind of, I, I threw no, you off no, by doing the director It should be called a guy, guy, no, it's Guy Ritchie deserves credit for that. I just, I was thinking, <laughs> here's where my head went. It was like, well, Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock. So now he's going to do a movie, but Stephen Moffat isn't going to direct. It's going to be Guy Ritchie. And like, then this I'd, is confusing. Yeah, that I'd forgotten about the Robert Downey Jr. one. So, Which were no, so no. great. I mean, that really yeah, they were good. was like, oh, they, I love those. I think they're really fun. Um, very different from all the other adaptations or, or you know, versions of, of the Sherlock canon well, out there. It's like they're halfway between, right? Like they're, they are set in the time period of Arthur Conan Doyle, unlike the Cumberbatch, Moffat, Sherlock. But they're also got this like kind of arrogant sensibility that the traditional Sherlock television shows and movies didn't have they're mm, they're a little mm-hmm. more swashbuckling which is kind of like the moffat cumberbatch Sherlock. but they're much more action-packed yeah yeah way more i think they're probably the most action-packed version of sherlock out there I mean, like Tony more Stark so than elementary Sherlock. and 
Which oh, is right. And then I forget, I always forget Elementary because I haven't seen it, but apparently it's amazing too. Oh, it's really great. You've never seen it? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, Lucy Liu is so good. It's really, really fun. We're talking about shows again. Sorry. Yeah, but they're based on a book, <laughs> which is a fantasy about a detective. Okay, no, it's a mystery. Sorry. <laughs> um, and hey, we just, uh, yeah, so that that wraps it up, I guess. I we You know, we don't really have a ton of barrier swords, so I'm not going to bother to play the sound. No sound a this lot week, of, guys. A lot of our audience is American. They're going to be in Turkey this week. Yeah. They just had an election. I don't know why I'm saying they as if I'm not one of <laughs> as them. If we didn't also have that, yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot. Cubs won the World Series. Microsoft joined the Linux Foundation. It's a crazy world over here right now. But we did get a very nice phone call from Sean. So let's take a listen. Hello, the Sword and Laser. Greetings from Wisconsin. Hi, this is Sean. Just wanted to say thank you very much for all the work that you do with Sword and Laser. I have been listening to you guys for thousands upon thousands of miles as I travel across the United States for work. Thank you so much for the books that you recommend. My stack of what to read has been just growing by leaps and bounds. I really appreciate all your hard work. Stay awesome. Bye. I think he said Sean. Well, thanks, Sean. I, I really appreciate that. It's nice to hear that you've enjoyed the show, and and uh, I, I'm glad that we've kept you kept you company on your on your many drives across the country. I, I don't know what your profession is, but I know that when I'm driving, I like to listen to podcasts as well. So glad to be in your ears. Thanks for listening. Oh, can you believe that guy honked at him right then? I know like, that was. I had to edit that out. Share actually. the road, okay? Sean's trying to drive here. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so we are not quite done with the book pick yet. It's not quite the end of the month. Um, so we're not going to wrap up uh, Futuristic Violence and yet. Fancy Suits. I, I won't go. We can we can announce the book pick first. Yep. We're not talking about it yet. I'm just letting them mm-hmm. know. Oh, I know. No, mm-hmm. I, just, I was just backing you up. Like, not quite yeah. yet. Not okay. quite yet wrapped up. That's all I was saying. Okay. I said um, quite yet. But next not month. quiet you. Uh, I said quite uh, yet. Uh, uh, I, 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 can, I, can, I can go. It's good. We're we're good here. I can can you finish? <laughs> Am I doing George W. Bush now? Is that Ross Perot? <laughs> but still, ah, oh, shoot! I was such a young lassie back then. Um, where was I? Okay, you were talking about lassie. I guess is is Tom is Tom in a well, lassie? <laughs> oh, Tommy God. fell in a well. Tom. My brother's name is Tim. He never liked that joke. <laughs> That's because you, you kept so pushing you were, him you in the saying, well. We aren't, we aren't wrapping up. We're going to talk about futuristic violence and fancy suits, but we're not wrapping it up quite yet. That's right. Because we're going to so- talk about the uh, the book pick for next month, which is The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. Finally. Finally? We yeah. Got, got Don't you remember that part? guy who was like, you guys need to read The Rook, and he sent us the review, and we played it on season one video version of Sword and Laser on Geek and Sundry. And then we just heartlessly didn't read it until now. And we've finally given him his due. So the fun thing is, is the main character in this book has a first name that I have no idea how to pronounce. So this is going to be a really fun month of me butchering this name, which is spelt M-Y-F-A-N-W-Y. Thomas. Muffany. Muffany? Muffany? I don't know. Muffany? It's it's definitely Welsh. Muffany. Muffany? It would be ma. I'm pretty sure if it's Welsh, but I don't know how to do the W-Y at the end. It's probably pronounced like Susan. Moving me. <laughs> <laughs> so Susan. someone on the forums, please tell me how to pronounce this. It's spelled this. M-Y-F-A-N-W-Y. It's pronounced Susan. There you go. Perfect. Um, 
So this is a kind of a, a paranormal fantasy, uh, urban fantasy tale. Um, Susan Thomas, that's not her name, awakes in a London park surrounded by dead bodies. With her memory gone, her only hope of survival is to trust the instructions left in her pocket by her former self. She quickly learns that she is a rook, a high-level operative in a secret agency that protects the world from supernatural threats. But there is a mole inside the organization, and this person wants her dead. That's the book. Damn. Sounds so cool. there is, is a, a singing snowman song called Mivenvi <laughs> from the Neath Male Voice Choir that I'm about to, you won't hear it, I don't think, but I'm about to try to listen to. And maybe they will tell me. Okay. Mavanu. Mavanu? Mavanu. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Mavanu Thomas. I'm going to look on pronounced names because that's my favorite website. All right. Uh, so there you go. The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. Uh, spend your nights wondering how to pronounce Ms. Thomas's first name and uh, your days enjoying the mystery of waking up in a London park surrounded by dead bodies. All right. So um, pronounced names says it's pronounced Mavan, Mavanwi. Mav- Mav- it, it looks the same as the way I said it. All right. My Vanwee? I don't think that's right. Mervanwee? Mervanwee? Okay. Well, we'll figure that out. Uh, so before uh, we bore everyone into stopping the podcast, let's up to uh, update people where we are with Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits by David Wong. I know some of you... Uh, didn't want the futuristic violence and bailed out. So you can bail out of the podcast now if that's you. Uh, I still do not feel like the violence is troubling to me here any more so than it would be in uh, the gunpowder trilogy or or anything like that. Uh, it, It is implied to be very nasty, but it is not described in graphic behavior d- detail. Mm, I get it. I get it now. I understand. As I was reading, there are definitely, you know, you know what it is? And, and maybe this is what, you know, frustrated or, or bummed some people out. It's one of those books where there's like a constant threat of rape. Like every, like her constant danger, chapter by chapter, is threat of sexual violence by the bad guys. Yes. And, and that hadn't happened yet. When we kicked off the the book to me when I was like 10% of the way through. But then as we get more further into the book and um, the the lead bad guy, what's his name? (laughs) Forgetting his name right now. Um, Ma. Ma, Damn it. Um, Come on, Tom. What's his name? You don't remember either. No. Damn it. Um, This drives me crazy. More murder. Moncrief. Mm. Nope. Mr. Um, Man. Mm-mm-mm. We don't want to say his name because he's a jerk. It's it's like Voldemort. You can't say it too many times or, or else yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, that's so frustrating. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, I remember Zoe's name because she's Zoe. worth remembering. So Zoe's awesome uh, and and very funny. But yeah, I, there's there's definitely a lot of threats of sexual violence. And to me, that sometimes feels like kind of a cheap ploy, but maybe this is just the world that they live in. Um, this is I, not, I, not... I I will 
totally respect somebody who's like, yep, not my scene, not don't want to read about that. Yeah. And that's that's fine. I don't think it's wrong of the author to write it that way because it is a reality. Uh, and there are people who talk like this. Now, threats and, and deliverance are two different things, and I'm not excusing it when I say that. And I think that is kind of the point, is that this villain is somebody who says horrible things, but it's because they are insecure. It's because they actually don't uh, understand the reality of situations. It's because they they want to use that rawness and that threat to beat someone down and i and and i think it's a good story in that it's not like this is a story where zoe gives into that or or is or is killed by that but she prevails over it yes except when she didn't uh which was in i don't want to there was well a fla- you talk about flashback, flashback scene yeah no um so yeah it was it was that that was you know that can be difficult for for a lot of people um you know, whether or not you've experienced to, something like that. Of course. And it goes back to any any story where people say, well, why can't it just be a happy story? Right. We get this all the time about violence and war. And and there are people who have experienced killing uh, and that sort of thing. And, and and there are people who are like, yeah, you know what? I don't re- even if it's fantasy, I don't want to read about that. Uh, so this is totally this is the same in a, in yep. a different arena. Uh, but that doesn't mean it isn't a valid subject for the story yes i think sometimes though people feel like that's an easy easy trope to take because it pushes buttons and makes people feel a certain way and that sometimes there can be you know more creative ways of of doing it but you know i i I also understand that it is a thing that happens and i don't it's just frustrating sometimes sure Uh, is the problem that david wong did it or is the problem that it gets used badly? And then what do you think of the way David Wong's story is going? And I know you're not done with it yet, so you can't really form a full opinion. But I think that's the question, if you are reading it, that you need to, to ask yourself. Is is That is not the, the breadth and depth of this entire story. That is not what the story is entirely about. No. And I think it would be just as bad to say, and one should never bring that up, because that's pretending that it doesn't exist so did he strike the right balance that's something that you're going to have to decide for yourself maybe you'll say no i i think i think he used it cheaply and i didn't like it and that's that's a fair perspective personally i feel like he was very cartoony all the way through Mm -hmm. and so he had a cartoon villain using that but i also think he was trying to show that those sorts of attitudes aren't the ones that can prevail aren't the ones that are powerful. And Zoe is able to stand up to it. And you, you won't fully understand that till you get to the end of the story. I don't think. What I do enjoy about this book is that it does feel like an extended conversation about, uh, the discourse of like the current internet. Like to me, it feels very like, yes. like the, the, the trolley type of behavior. And I'm sure, you know, the author uh, has experienced things like this as a, as a right as a, the editor Absolutely, of Cracked. Yeah. Um, he, he knows how the Internet works. And I, I think that's that's a better point to make than than I think that's where I was trying to go, with, which is there are definitely people who talk like this and act like this. And so, you yes, you've put them in cartoon situations here because it's a fantasy, but I don't think it's an invalid character to explore. Yeah. 
Gosh, I have been searching and searching and searching, trying to find the name of the bad guy from this book, and there's just not enough out there on the internet uh, just yet, and that's driving me crazy. But anyway, I will pick it up in about an hour, and it's going to make me crazy when I when I figure it out. So you could put it in the description of the of the episode. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Frustrated. I don't want to remember his name. He's that horrible. And He's pretty horrible. Actually- that's actually a, a testament to Wong's ability to create a character is that I, I hate him that much. Yeah, he's he's pretty terrible. Um, and I, I, I do. Some people were saying in the forums that they felt like the book was a little one note and they didn't really care about the characters too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not at that point yet. I still find the characters pretty interesting and I want to learn more about them. Um, and I think it's fun. I think there's a lot of really, really funny lines and it is pretty violent and and pretty over the top but i am a person who likes to watch for example the the transporter films and anything with jason statham in them and ridiculous over the top action movies where you know stuff like this happens uh so for me it's kind of the book version of that just a really over the top kind of pretty pretty darn funny action novel that takes place in a weird dystopian internet future where everything is constantly being recorded and and feels a little bit like a combination of the Truman Show and Idiocracy. Yeah, I I, I love the sort of periscope future he mm-hmm. describes in here when uh, when people are picking Team Molek. Oh, how did you find that? Where did you uh, find that? Buffalolib.org's review. <laughs> <laughs> the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library. Thank you for having uh, people post reviews. Molek. Yeah, he's yeah. awful. Um, but yeah, Blink, the technology that they use to record everything, feels like yeah. a natural extension of like Snapchat or Instagram or any number of services. The Absolutely. meerkats, the periscopes. Uh, that we use to to record our lives now, and Tabula Rasa as sort of a you know Las Vegas for people who thought Las Vegas was too restrictive. There's even a line very late in the book, and I don't think this is terribly spoilery, where they say the the people who founded Tabula Rasa got kicked out of Las Vegas because Vegas had become a theme park. Mm-hmm. You know, it it it, it had stopped being uh, the the land of the Wild West that it had once been. And it feels very real. I mean, it, it, it in a scary way, it feels like the kind of future we could someday have. In yeah. this, you know, I heard people calling it like kind of a, a libertarian, like internet future. I can see that. Um, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And there's real people having real lives in, in this world, too. I mean, there's there's poor people, there's middle class people. It's 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 still it's it's not too dissimilar from from what we have now in many ways, just a little more extreme. The risky thing you're doing if you have a story like this, which is very uh, snarky, uh, it's it's very like, you know, snappy dialogue, cartoon situations, bigger than life villains, bigger than life heroes is when you try to bring in these real concepts into this fantasy world it can it can verge on feeling like you are dismissive of them or disrespectful of them and i think n- not just the the rape threat but the violence threats the treatment of the poor people in tabula rasa i you know the the treatment of minorities uh i think all of that can come off as offensive to some people because they're like this is a, a goofy world and you're just throwing these 
very serious concepts in there and that doesn't give them the respect they deserve. Right, right. Um, well, I feel like we're almost wrapping this book up without knowing the ending, so we should save some of this for, for the next episode. But yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty close to the ending, so we'll definitely try to do something maybe even next week as a wrap-up. Yeah, we might give you a, uh, a special episode just, just wrapping up more thoughts on the book. Bonus-ode. Bonus-ode. <laughs> All right, well, I think that kind of ends this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope if you're in the States here, you have an awesome Thanksgiving. Um, don't try to kill your family members with opposing p- political opinions too much. I know that's a that's a problem for yourself. Uh, I was talking to my mom, uh, who I won't be seeing this Thanksgiving, and she told me some very... No, I don't want to get into it. Just drink lots of wine, have a good time, stay off of politics, and you guys will be okay. Yeah, uh, the old the old saw, avoid politics and religion in mixed company, is never been more appropriate. Yeah. Talk about those cubs. How about those cubs, though? Uh, please, no, don't talk. <laughs> don't talk politics, religion, or the cubs if you're around Cardinals fan. <laughs> our show is currently entirely funded by our patrons. Thank you to all the folks who back our show. And if you'd like to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. You can get in touch with us at feedback at swordandlaser.com. The website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail like Sean did by calling 4157-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Bye. I think he said Sean.